Welcome to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Craig. I'm Kia. We watch Creep Show 2! Maybe you don't get out much. Oh, this is crazy. Come on. It's not so bad once you're in. Or maybe you just have other things on your mind. <laughs> but few like movies that will keep you stuck to your chair. Stephen King and George Romero have conjured up an all-new Creep Show just for you. <laughs> Creep Show 2. What is it? I'm gonna swim for it right now. <laughs> so don't just sit there. Walk. One more step and blam! Run. It's impossible! Swim if you have to. I got you! But whatever you do, don't take your time. Because the scares come twice as quickly in. They just ruined the end of the one with the blob thing. Yeah, because that was the part that I jumped on, and if I had seen that, I would have... Like, oh, here comes the part where he gets killed. <laughs> Alright, so... We watched Creep Show 2. It was my pick this week, and I picked that because I'd never seen it before. Excuse me. And it was on Netflix. Or instant Netflix. So, uh... Figured it was an easy one. It's an anthology film, I think it's worth noting. Yeah. So it's three different stories uh, with a minor wraparound. There's animated sequences that kind of introduce each segment, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. Look like you wanted to say something else. No, I was but, looking at the picture. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there, there's animated sequences that introduce us to three different stories, kind of tells from the dark side style, right, a little bit. So Yeah, it, it made me think of... Uh... It's sort of like you're watching three back-to-back episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Right. Which, it should be noted, this is before Tales from the Crypt became a TV show, right? Because I I think that's 89-ish, around in there, and this is 87, so... And I think it's, um, uh, what's his name, Stephen King. Yes. Like, I think this was sort of a nostalgic thing for him, because he liked those Tales from the Crypt and EC comics and stuff when he was a kid, I'm sure, and this was sort of a throwback to that. Right, again, it's one of those things where you have to put it in historical context because they're hearkening back to stuff from their childhood of like the late 40s and the 50s. Right. And this is not the 80s, right? So they're only 30 years removed from the source material. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah it would be like us making a movie about something we liked when we were kids. Well, like, so. uh, what's that anime, the uh, thing that you were talking about earlier today at lunch? Oh, um, the... Uh, are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right, yeah. it's like if someone made a big screen version of it at this right. point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's three different segments, and the first segment is about uh, an old couple who, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they own this general store in this little podunk town that pretty much is a ghost town almost. It seems like there's nobody else living there other than uh, a Native American tribe or something. Right. And, it seems uh, to be on the outskirts of a reservation, I think is kind of what it's hinting right. at, but doesn't specifically say, right? Yeah, it's like a dusty old town, and his, his wife wants him to kind of close up shop because they don't have a lot of customers and stuff and then it goes from daytime to nighttime in a split second right. and they walk inside did you notice that well <laughs> you didn't notice you forgot to note that like the whole segment pretty much is setting up how amazing this old couple is they're yeah. really beautiful people and there's lots of a lot of sentimentality attached to them because yeah. the native american like chief that shows up basically says we're, we're in a lot of debt to this small town store because we've been taking a lot on credit we right. want to repay you with like artifacts from our people, and it's worth right. a lot of money or whatever, right? Well, I thought he kind of gave it to him as collateral, like we'll get you your money, but you hold on to this until we give you your money. And yeah, he was trying to be like, oh, I can't take it, and he was like, no, it's a dishonor to us if you don't take this. Right, right, and he right. Was like, well, all right, I'll take it. And, and then the elderly couple is kind of like, you know, we're right to stay here. These are good people. Like, I, I feel yeah. good helping them out, and you feel kind of good for the old couple, right? Yeah. Um, and then it, it is nighttime instantly. <laughs> yeah, because they're standing outside on the front porch of this this little general store. Also, we should note too that there's he's got this giant cigar store Indian thing like out. Right, the, front. the owner of the shop is already he's retouching the paint on, uh, like an Indian chief. Yeah, it's like, like wooden, like a wooden Indian, chief. Indian. Yeah, yeah. And so they're standing out outside, and it's daylight, 
and they're standing outside after they talk to the chief the chief Indian guy and it's they turn around and walk into the store and when they walk into the store it's nighttime right which totally I, I thought wow that did this skip or something did I right. miss something where they did they cut a scene out but well, I think also that might be in keeping with the comic book theme maybe they're just kind of showing like this is like not quite reality you know what I mean something is askew and like things are going to happen that are kind of dramatic and silly sometimes you know so you don't think it was a mistake (laughs) I mean I think it's possibly a mistake yeah time wise but I think they deliberately wanted it to be at night when the bad stuff happens you know it yeah it seemed like maybe the sun was starting to go down when they were outside right but it was like to me it was a very dramatic it just was now it's dark outside um but Kia, any comments on the... Like, we're about ready to jump into, like, the main thrust of the first segment. Do you have any comments on it? Because you seem to like the old couple a lot. I like the old couple. Um, I I don't know. I, I thought the first segment was... I don't think it was meant to be scary because very little of it dealt with the actual vengeance part. It all happened very quickly. I feel like the first... I, I feel like the horror of the first segment was just innocent people dying under horrific circumstances. Right. Like, the, the Indian chief wasn't even the scary part. It was right. the old couple being murdered. Well, that's we haven't even quite gotten to that part, right? Like, yeah, it yeah. seems very, like, <laughs> kind of tongue-in-cheek. It was just kind of like a, a goof with the Indian... Well, I guess we should say what happened. Right. So, basically, the... Um, the old couple was like, oh, it's great that we're here. And then uh, it's nighttime... A bunch of hoodlums come in yeah. and start harassing them mercilessly, right? Yeah, and, and one of the guys is uh, a Native American guy who, uh, he's like a younger guy, and he's related to the Indian chief right. who gave him the artifacts as collateral. And um, he decides, he, he, he has this brilliant plan that he's going to rob this uh, general store and use the money to go to Hollywood to become a big famous actor. Right, because it took him four years to grow out his hair. Oh, he said nine years. <laughs> nine years? I thought yeah. it was four for some reason. Yeah, nine years to grow out his hair, and, and uh, Hollywood is going to come a knocking. Yeah, because that is the key to being a famous actor in Hollywood <laughs> is to grow your hair out really long. Yes, many uh, stars yeah. with long flowing locks. Exactly, and you know, best way to the top, rob a store. Use that money and hit the road. What's you know? funny too, man, no is one they, will ever catch you. So these three hoodlums, they mercilessly murdered the, the old couple. I mean, yeah. just like blatantly, straight up kill them. And well, you say they, but it's really just the right. long hair guy. Right, right. There's three of them, and yeah. only one really takes part in the murdering. Right. Yeah, the other two guys just kind of seem like they're along for the fun of it, and then mm. it starts getting serious, and they're kind of freaked out by it. Yeah. He's just like, "Come on, man, we're going to Hollywood." But yeah. also, I don't know if you can really even say that they went in there to murder them because I think he shot the lady by accident. That's a good point. The gun went yeah. off by accident and then then it was just there's no turning back so we have to kill the man. So yeah. he could have just taken the stuff and, and left. Right. Yeah. So I thought he, he shot her like because the, the old guy was stepping towards him and he said I said not dig another step and then he shot her in the side. I was under the impression that it was by accident because oh, okay. his face yeah. was a little shocked oh, and then okay. it, by then it was just too late. If so he, he did it, to... if he did it on purpose, he still reacted like, "Oh God, I just shot this lady." Yeah. So, I, like, I feel like his Probably reaction escalated. Right. I think his reaction still hinted that he didn't really mean to actually shoot her right. in the moment. Like, and plus, like, he wasn't even looking at her when it happened. Yeah, he was like still point. looking forward, and it, you know, the the gun goes off, and he's like, "Oh crap!" There's probably know? like a nervous reaction right. him stepping towards him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, so he shoots the old lady, then he shoots the old guy. Right. Um, Who we spent like a good solid twenty minutes with. Right. Like the almost the entire segment is like these this old couple like should we still live here? Yeah, <laughs> we should. Yeah. And then and then they're just they're murdered. And then like the le- yeah. next five minutes is their Indian chief, the wooden Indian chief, yeah. comes to life and starts to attack the old, the yeah. young people and right? hilariously the kills the other three guys. Yes, <laughs> and like Kia said, it's not even really that graphic or that horrific. He yeah. shoots one of them with a bow and arrow from a distance. Yeah, another guy is killed. Uh, just tomahawk chop, right? Right? Tomahawk it? chop. Yeah, but you never actually Several see times. it either. Too. You no. just see a shadow the on the splatter. garage. Right. You you never really get to see the the chief, the Indian golem or whatever, actually literally kill anyone i mean i guess the last hoodlum with the long flowing locks gets grabbed and yeah. scalped right but we don't right. even really see that yeah, you so. just kind of see the tomahawk going up and then coming down right. and cuts to the next day the indian chief comes 
to the general store yeah. and he sees the wooden Indian there with the, the long hair and the scalp in his hand and uh, he's like, no, you can rest. Or, yeah. And then he leaves. And I, yeah. My first question was, is anyone, does anyone know there's two dead people in the store? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or why does, he, why does he have a scalp? It doesn't matter. He can rest and he just yeah. leaves. Yeah, it's like... Um, did they call it? Did he? Did the Indian chief guy call the cops? Yeah. Or he'd even bother to look in the store and see if the old couple was in there. Probably smells really bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was enough for him. He was yeah. like, I know everything from this this one site. Yeah. He just pieced it together. Like, okay, I got it. Wooden Indian came to life, killed my nephew, and, uh, and you know what? The scout. world is straight now. Yeah. No, no worries. <laughs> All right. Well, justice is served. I'm out of here. He didn't even get his. Heirloom was back either. That's like a really good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, he did, didn't he? Wasn't it oh, like? Yeah. Didn't the, the statue have it, and he grabbed? Or oh, am I okay. adding that? I don't know. I forgot. I thought actually. that maybe he did have it in his hand. I, I feel like the the golem, the chief golem, had the artifacts, and the chief, the actual living chief got it from him. Yeah. And he was like, "Yes, I understand." Like, yeah. But maybe I'm adding that now. I'm questioning my own memory. We watched this uh, last night. I'm yeah. <laughs> I watched um, it on Thanksgiving night. Yeah. We, um, should go back and check that anyway any other comments on the first chapter the first segment not right really other than that guy's plan just seemed ridiculous to me yeah. and then like after he killed the old couple he was still like yeah so we're still going to hollywood right and they're like uh all right yeah and he's like so go home and pack you know we'll, we'll like re-meet like we'll meet together later on it's like you just killed two people aren't you gonna be on the run instantly why are you like yeah. taking your sweet time oh and then the rich kid one of the hoodlums is a rich kid with a firebird right and uh, when he is packing to go to Hollywood and be on the run, he makes sure to pack a boombox. That's like one of his <laughs> major, like, oh, I gotta take this with this me. This would be the only thing he was carrying yeah. out to the garage. He was just like, I'm bringing my boombox. <laughs> we need this in Hollywood. <laughs> um, I think yes. it's interesting that with Fatso Gribbins character yeah one of the hoodlums was a fat kid right yeah it's yeah. just i guess i don't know if it's an 80s thing or but every you know fat character has to be focused on food and their slobs and yeah like he didn't his whole contribution to the show was eating yeah food. and vomiting too he throws up after and they shoot the kid the and his people. character's name is fatso fatso <laughs> and that was like in uh what do you call it in um uh, monster squad right the fat kid's name was fat kid yeah, At least I'm pretty sure that's what, Goonies. Always, it's chunky or yeah, chunk. Right? Chunk. Yeah, it was an <laughs> '80s thing. Like you know, they always had the fat character. And they right. Called him fat. Really mean back then. Um. Also, like before we move forward, I think we should note the awesome um, music. I feel like that was oh. something that you noted, Kia. That stuck out to me. The just the theme, I guess, that runs through the animated portion mm-hmm. of the um of the movie. It just had a very uh, Casio quality to yeah. it so it sounded like the producer's nephew got to do the soundtrack <laughs> at certain points it was very like ding, ding, but ding, then ding, every ding, time ding, it ding. happened I, it grew on me a little bit more so oh. by yeah. the end you were good by the end it. I was like oh I could make yeah. this my ringtone should something. we briefly <laughs> describe the animated uh, wraparounds oh yeah yeah because it's kind of like it's kind of a story in and of itself because yeah. it starts off with this um, delivery truck drops off a big bundle of creep show comics mm. But the guy dropping off the Creepshow comics is sort of the Crypt Keeper type character. Right. Played by Tom Savini, Yeah, by the he was way. in all those horror movies and stuff. Yeah, did a lot of special effects yeah. of that era. Um, he works with that guy from Walking Dead. Yeah, he's Greg Nicotero actually Nicotero. worked on this movie, too. Oh, we he? saw him in the credits. Oh, yeah, cool. he's one of the special effects people. I kind of figured he did just because that Tom Savini guy yeah. did it. But you can't recognize him at all. It doesn't look like him because he's got the makeup on. Right. He has a pretty heavy... It's almost like a mask. Yeah, I mean, pretty yeah. much, yeah. So there's that, and uh, he he drops off the comic, and the kid picks up the comic, and he turns into a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then what happened? Well, I feel like the <laughs> next segment, he was in the mailroom, and he gets the Venus spy trap um, right. gift or whatever, the bulbs to plant. Yeah. And then some bullies harass him and smash the plants. Yeah. Um, I guess now we're going to reveal everything. <laughs> I, kinda, I like the animation style of that, too. I guess it's just because I haven't seen just 2D animation in yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah. It just had this really exaggerated movements and it's almost kind of you know, seems lower quality now what, compared to like, One thing I really wanted to note about the animated sequence that really jumped out at me, so like this kid is drive, riding home on his bike with the Venus flytrap um, bulbs or whatever, the seeds. Yeah. And uh, he has three bullies or I think four bullies that stop him and start harassing him and everything. 
um, they smash the bulbs. They you mm-hmm. know they mercilessly destroy the uh, the plants or whatever. And then the the kid to escape his bullies kicks one in the balls. Mm-hmm. Like he kicks one of the kids in the crotch or whatever. And like the main bully is all like, I want his ass! <laughs> like that. And this is, it was it delivered so strangely to me that, like, like I couldn't yeah, help give it. it to yeah, me. like, when he get his sweet ass over here and I'm gonna bury it. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Like, it just, it just, it reeked of, I mean, it was just funny. Like, and I would just wonder, it's, it's one of those things, like, when we do the radio play, I just wonder if when they're recording that dialogue, if they were all snickering, like, yes, emphasize ass a lot more. That'd be funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like an improv line. Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah right. Like, yes. But eventually the kid uh, leads them in, like, on chase. You know, the bullies are running after the kid. And then he lures them into an area where he's obviously planted the Venus flytraps. And yeah. they've grown into, like, little Shock of Horror-style monsters yeah, yeah. and devour all the bullies. And that's yeah. kind of the ending, you know. But that, that runs all through the film in between the segments yeah. of the main Yeah, in between each segment they go to another part of that story. Um, yeah, I thought the little wraparound was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, then the second story... As I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, this this fits in well with the podcast because we did The Blob last time. Yeah, I said the same thing yeah. when we watched it, yeah. Because the second story is basically The Blob. Aqua- <laughs> like an aquatic story. blob, sort yeah. of, yeah. Just in a different setting because it's these college kids or maybe teenagers or whatever. Yeah. And they're in their uh, Camaro and they're driving out to the, the raft is what it's called. Um, and it's How would you October. describe The Raft? It's kind of hard to describe. Like it's yeah, like it doesn't just really the, look like a raft. It looks like a dock almost, just in the middle of a lake. I mean, I guess it's like a weird, like wooden dock right. square Made that's up anchored. Of slats. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a little ladder to climb up on. That's all it is. Right. right. And then uh, they drive out there and it's four college kids, right? Yeah. Four, four college yeah. kids, two girls, two guys, and uh, they get down into their speedos which was kind of uncomfortable it looked like that guy was going to be a wrestler or something he was in his like <laughs> his hulkamaniac speedos yeah um it's october but they decide to go swimming right. so they get in this, the water and it's cold and everything so they swim out to the little raft which i don't understand what they were planning on doing out there because it was too cold to swim and they were just going to stand on the raft for well long of, the the wrestler kid, the jock kid, yeah. seemed to think that this would get them laid for some reason. That yeah. I don't know if just the extreme conditions would force the women to like cuddle with them, and they would oh, be yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we'll keep you warm." Like that's <laughs> I, I don't really understand exactly what. It's the eighties. It's a yeah. that's the case. Time. That would explain Randy's creeper behavior at the end. Yeah, yeah. which basically really tries to rape this girl at the end. It's yeah. really bizarre. Yeah, especially because he seems like such a nice guy the whole yeah, time. You're like rooting for him, and then it's yeah. like What's so there's going? a sudden change, but. We're kind of jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to... I feel like there's. I want to make a comment because we were talking about like what they were wearing. I noticed the girl was wearing Horlicks University, which apparently was on a crate in the first creep show. Ooh. Horlicks University. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but it stuck out to me because, one, such a university doesn't exist. <laughs> and it's called Horlicks. And she's kind so, of... The... And she's kind of, you know, the slut of the... <laughs> right. Of the movie, and it's called licks. Horror Licks, yeah. and that stuck out to me. I was, yeah. I didn't, I said, Craig, you right, right. No, Horror I, licks? I was, I was innocent. I was like, what do you mean? Like, and then, that's kind of neat, though, that it ties in with the, right. the original, that apparently there was a, an actual university called that in the first one. Huh. So there's some connective tissue there. It's kind of cool. Now I gotta go back and watch the first one again. I haven't yeah. seen it so long. Um, and it has more segments. The first, the first oh, one yeah. has five segments, right? And right, and this one... Just the three. Oh, the three. three. Yeah. But I found out um, through intense research that um, the the segment called The Cat from Hell from Tells from the Dark Side mm-hmm. was supposed to be in Creepshow 2. Oh, okay. And it wasn't. Because it's another Stephen King story. Right. Yeah. Oh, That's interesting. Okay. And his other one that didn't make the cut was called, I think it's called Pinfall, and it was about a ghostly rival bowling team. Like ghostly rival bowling team. So. That sounds comic booky. I think that would yeah. fit in a creep show. Not yeah. a Tell Us from the Crypt, strangely. Maybe Tell Us from the Crypt. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, okay. So the kids they make it to the to the raft, all four of them. Mm-hmm. But they notice uh, what's the main kid's name again? Ricky. Uh, Deke. No, the the creeper. Randy. Randy. Sorry, Randy. Randy uh, Randy notices there's like an oil slick 
in in the water that mm-hmm. seems to be chasing after the slowest swimmer. One of the girls is like taking her sweet time getting out yeah. to the raft, and he's like, "Hurry, hurry!" You know, he's like freaking like, "Get on the raft!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, chill it, out, dude. And she makes it up there. Um, I think he notices that a duck lands on the slick, and it it seems to be getting hurt. Uh-huh. Like the duck is all like, Wah! "You know what I mean?" Like struggling, yeah. and he's like, "Oh crap, something's wrong with that slick." You know, mm-hmm. the it seems to be moving. It seems to be alive. Um, I've kind of forgotten how who fights it first. One of the girl, it's the girl the, that he was with. The she, girl. she she tries to oh, like Randy's to touch it. Yeah. yeah, and as soon as she touches it, it grabs onto her arm like in the blob when the guy right. sucked the stick in, and uh, yeah, it devours her. And so they're all freaking out, and then uh, how did oh, and then it comes up underneath. The, yeah, it starts to kind of attack them through the bottom, trying to yeah. get between the cracks. Right? Yeah, in the cracks of the little the boards, it gets the. Uh, wrestler looking guy yeah. right. well Deke the jock, the jock is is like contemplating just jumping into the water and swimming to shore because he's a fast swimmer he's like I'm right. gonna do it I'm gonna do it and they're like no don't do it and then yeah. suddenly he's like ah, my foot you know yeah. what I mean like he starts to struggle and then it, it starts to eat him and it pulls him through the raft it's yeah. very graphic I thought really well done too because right. yeah. one of his legs sticks up straight you, know, yeah. you get the impression that he's breaking you know the thing is like really yeah. strong pulling him down and I remember being really like wow that's that's pretty intense you know what I mean like and I could see where the other two would be intimidated enough not to try to swim for it you know what I mean I could kind of understand because when we were watching it there were moments where we were like why don't they just kind of jump and go for it like while on the other side yeah while yeah. Deke was being consumed yeah. obviously they could have jumped off the, comp- yeah. the other side of the yeah. raft and and it didn't look like that blob thing was really moving that fast, fast. yeah it's like yeah they could have swim that pretty probably easily. yeah because the the girl that was left on the raft, the last girl, mm. she was the first of the two girls to get. She on was the a good raft. swimmer. Yeah, she swam okay. The only, so. the only thing though, in Randy Randy's defense, she seemed petrified. Yeah. She seemed so scared that she didn't want to deal with it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like she was asking him to carry her the whole night, like to hold her up the yeah. whole night. And he was like, "Listen, I can't do this, and we have to take sh- turns watching it, and one person can rest." Like he's he's having to kind of carry her for a while, right? Because um, she seems kind of out of it. That one wasn't the good swimmer, though. The one that was left, that was the bad swimmer. Was it? I mm-hmm. thought she was the good one too. Because the other one, remember when the girls were waiting on the shore? They were both cold, and yeah. then the innocent one just went for it. Like oh, she jumped in yeah, first. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah. she was the, oh, okay. the bad. She swimmer. was a shitty swimmer. So oh, that right. makes more sense actually yeah. that she would that he had to stick around. Okay. But yeah, so after. Deke died and it was just those two left and they woke up holding each other and Randy like slowly rolled her I thought he was going to sacrifice her slowly and throw her in the water and then yeah. make his escape but yeah. but it already he had it. much more different plans <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it takes a turn because Randy yeah. is a very sympathetic kind of, they imply that he's kind of nerdy and a scientist and all this stuff yeah, you, you know you like, kind of he's the warm. nice guy yeah yeah, yeah. And, but then then, he, then, and then as they say the perv switch flipped <laughs> right and he was like, "She's out. She's out cold. I'll touch her boobs." Right. So she's she's laying there, and for whatever reason, he starts to fill her up. He yeah. he like literally pulls up her shirt, yeah. and we see her boobies and all yeah. that stuff. And he starts to kind of caress her, and he's leaning in for the kiss. And then and it looked like less of a kiss and more of like he's leaning in to put his mouth and do the right. He was gonna maybe uh, motorboat or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, here we go. She'll never was, wake up from this. It really it changed the dynamic of the the show yeah. a lot. Like that segment changed drastically. Where I was like, yeah. who am I caring about now? Because these people <laughs> yeah. all suck, you know. But yeah, that and also I thought it was kind of a movie that was targeting kids, a scary movie for kids right. with the whole comic book yeah. thing, and that was not. A kid well, segment. And I think I might be the only one of us that saw this as a kid or remember seeing it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember seeing this when I was maybe nine, ten years old mm-hmm. and being disturbed by this part. This segment oh, yeah. really shook me up. And wow. I think it's the combination of sex, like this weird moment of like pervert sexuality mm-hmm. matched with like really horrific. I mean, because when this blob, when this oil slick eats people they melt you know what I mean it's, and it's very yeah. graphic like skin is falling off you can see their skulls like and they're still screaming yeah. and like reaching out and, it's, and begging for help yeah. and no one ever helps them by the way yeah. everyone's like oh they're fucked like I mean everyone just kind of like writes it off and just well, kind of watches it almost looks like I mean if it touches you at all it starts to burn right. your skin off so is they're, they're too afraid to touch it yeah it seems Maybe to be acidic. yeah um, I think too though that it's you have to take into uh, consideration that it's an 80s movie and back then it seemed like 
you know, had to show some boobs. Yeah, they had to have point. boobs in it at some point. But, like, well, we got we got to put boobs in this somewhere. And I'm not. T- I know I'm going to come across like a huge bleeding heart here. But here's how they could have done it. They could have had it where she was having a dream or something, and she's yeah. like, ooh, you know, th- and she did it to herself, and he's watching like, oh, ooh, like you know, and he's yeah. like intrigued, and then he starts to go in to like maybe wake her up, or yeah. you know, go like maybe she is trying to instigate something, and he's he's like going in just to kind of like investigate. And then you, the big reveal, of course, is that she's being attacked. Right. Um, and, and then that would change. That would keep Randy's innocence, and you could still show a little bit of boobies if you yeah. if you just need it for the movie or whatever. Having him having him literally lift up the shirt and start kissing her and stuff without yeah. her knowing, like even for the eighties, so I think creepy. it's skeevy. You know what I mean? It's just something <laughs> weird about it. I didn't really. It took me out yeah. of it a little bit. It was weird. Maybe they did it just so you wouldn't feel bad when he dies later. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, just so we're yeah. okay with it. It's also a weird dynamic because she he was the one that was like protecting her. Like yeah. she, he was the one that she's like, hold me and protect right. me, and then instantly, instantly, he's like, he I earned becomes this. a creep. Yeah, or maybe it was like, you know, <laughs> they took the girls out there because we're gonna get laid this weekend. Right. And he's like, well, the girl I was gonna have sex with died. Maybe I'll just have sex with this one. I don't yeah. know. Like, but that, but that's the horrific reveal, though, right? He's yeah. he's about ready to like move in to do something, and she kind of looks up, like one side of her face is obfuscated, and obviously when she looks up. The, the the tar the, the oil slick is like reached up through the the raft mm-hmm. and has started eating away one part of her face and she's yeah. instantly like Randy and it starts to just envelop her and you know as he's <laughs> still having probably like thoughts of having sex with her she is dissolving mm-hmm. and just becoming a grotesque monster right yeah and that's pretty effective you know what I mean to go from a sexual moment to like a really horrific you know awful you know and she does the whole like nine yards of like randy save me as she's yeah. like melting into nothingness and yeah. it's really grotesque and gross and then he he decides to do the whole maneuver of while it's eating her i'll just swim away right and he swims for the shore and makes and he's like yeah i got you and then it turns into a big wave of goop and, <laughs> yes and falls on top of him which we saw in the trailer yeah. we watched the trailer right the trailer. now before we you know start recording and it literally shows that that moment in the trailer yeah uh I was going to say, like, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, don't watch the trailer. It's like, we just told like, everything yeah. that's happened well, in this movie think, so far. Are you putting, like, I guess when we post these, the descriptions should maybe say, by the way, these are spoiler. Yeah. Or maybe we should just say at the top of every episode, say, yeah. we're going to do you haven't spoilers. seen this 30-year-old movie. Yeah, like, I mean, we're, you know, if it was a like, brand new movie, we might be a little more cautious, right? Yeah. But, I kind of figured, like, people who wanted to see it probably have already seen it. Right. Plus, we even said on the last podcast, you know, we're going to watch we would see, next week. Yeah. So. yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, it's all your fault. So if you haven't seen it yet, too bad. Because Any... we're going on to segment three. Well, <laughs> also, before leaving that segment, don't forget, like, it ends with the sign that says no swimming in the trees. Right. So That was funny, yeah. Obviously, someone knows that right. that thing is there, maybe. Um, they probably could have posted the sign, I don't know, right Next on the, the shore. Yeah, instead of well, a bunch helpful. of bushes. And, and Randy even specul- Are they working for the... Not working for, but working with the oil slicker? Well, and Randy speculates early on in the story that it's man-made. Like, there's a moment where they're like, what is that thing? And he's like, it looks like someone put it here on purpose. Or he says something along the lines of, this is a man-made thing. This isn't yeah. natural or something along those lines. So it might, might tie into the whole like mythos that... Stephen King does of like the mist where it's you know like a military experiment gone wrong that unleashes all these monsters it might be kind of something along those lines where someone has done something wrong and now regular people are paying for it sort of Mm. you know Um, also in the book version which I've read years back um, the the monster in this the oil slick has uh, hallucinogenic properties like when you look at it you start to hallucinate and want to like jump into it or whatever like like it, it's like a mind struggle type of thing where you're like no 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 don't don't get seduced by this thing that explains why the first woman the first girl like just touches it she's like right. ooh and just like for no reason grabs yeah. it in the book that's what happens she's like seduced by it almost and it's like Whoa, oh, what's okay. happening and just like she doesn't know what she's doing in that moment but i guess they found that hard to translate for a movie but it obviously yeah. makes it you know, she looks like she's in a daze. Yeah, happens, she did look so. dazed when it happened. So, yeah. Hmm. How would you rate it versus the blob, by the way? The special effects of the melting and stuff uh, like that. I feel like the creep show effects were grosser. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I like the effects in the blob, though. I like I like the, the effects better in the blob, but I think that the way that it was directed a little bit was a more effective. 
when the people were screaming and begging for help and stuff like that, like yeah. they really milk that for all it's worth. I mean, like because yeah. they're screaming to the point where all that's left, all that's left is like skeletons and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're really too far gone to be screaming. Yeah. And something about that is really effective for me anyway. When I was watching it, uh-huh. they were just like, you know, skeletal. You know, yeah, yeah. And then um, let's see. You want Kia? Do you want to explain the third segment? I feel, like, I feel like we're dominating the conversation yeah. and you should have to do some more leg work. Yeah. The third segment involves, I'm not even sure what it's called. The Hitchhiker, honest, I don't right? Remember. The Hitchhiker. Hmm. Um, and before I saw it, I thought, oh, I wonder if that's the hitch, if, if that inspired the TV show, The Hitchhiker. But then I saw the segment and I said, they're totally Nothing in common. two different things. Um, so a lady is having an affair with um, a car salesman? I, for some reason, I was getting the impression that he was like a gigolo or yeah, something. Yeah, she mentions <laughs> later that she's paying oh, him 125 paid, an hour. I know she said something yeah. like, that, you know, my husband pays for your Mercedes or some car. Right. So I guess that explains that he's a gigolo. Yeah. Well, later she's like talking about how she he gives her six orgasms, and that's $25, $25 a, pop, a pop, is what yeah. she's saying. Which is kind of weird because... To look at her, you wouldn't think she would need to pay somebody to have sex with her. <laughs> she was a lovely lady. She's very yeah, attractive. She could easily have an affair on the side without yeah. any problems. She could have got out of that so cheaper, so much but cheaper. Maybe she's paying for secrecy. Yeah, she yeah. wants to make this guy will not go to anyone else. Yeah, this she guy's knows. A professional. Right, right, right. So she's safe. Yeah, yeah. There's no connection. Like so, yeah. Makes sense. I came across I came across something that said Barbara Eden was originally cast to play that part. And I think Barbara Eden is that I Dream a Genie. Oh yeah, I think I that's I Dream. It doesn't have a link to her when it says Barbara Eden. It does. Yeah, I Dream wow. a Genie. See, and you made the and Craig made the comment that they were going with someone wholesome to play someone who's really not a nice person who pays yeah, for gigolo. Yeah, I think that was the point: is that they were going to get someone that we're familiar with being in this like goofy sitcom I Dream, yeah. Dream a Genie and have her play like this kind of hard assed woman having an affair with a gigolo you know what yeah. I mean like I think that would have been more shocking to like the audiences of the time so she leaves this 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 gigolo's place because she's meeting her husband apparently at 11:30 at night I guess they're just supposed to be at home at that time she is talking to herself along the way trying to come up with a good story and she's smoking and her cigarette drops and it burns her and she loses control of the car it's I believe it's raining and she hits a guy um dressed in like a yellow rain slicker and who's hitchhiking who's hitchhiking he's hitchhiking it's implied that he's homeless i believe yeah. like i think there's a chance pretty good chance that he wasn't a standard issue regular yeah. guy just walking and he's holding up a sign of like where he's headed to yeah dover True dover yeah. yeah and um she sees him and he's obviously hurt and she doesn't check or anything she decides to just leave and um while she's leaving and driving away, people come to his rescue, including Stephen King. Yes, yeah, Stephen obviously King obviously not a, as Stephen King, but <laughs> he, he's a truck driver, and he, truck he's driver. one of the first people that stops. And yeah, the actual first person that stops is revealed a, later. A, a, you know, looks like a businessman and is revealed later to be this woman's husband. Hmm. Um, and anyway, this lady is driving and coming up with a good story of, of what's happening and trying to tell herself that she's okay with it. And then she looks around, and the hitchhiker has followed her and he continues to chase her and she kills him in various and sundry ways but he continues yeah. to pop up yeah. and, and says hello lady thanks for the ride yeah. is what he says yeah. Yeah. He pretty much has one line that he just repeats over and over yeah. and every time she thinks she's killed him he pops up again like thanks for the ride lady <laughs> yeah and he's more <laughs> mutilated as it goes at first he's just kind of like you know standard issue zombie almost kind of yeah. like stumbling a little bit but the more damage she runs him over she shoots him in the face she uh, smashes him up against a tree with the tr- with the yeah. car several times, and by the end of it, he is just like flesh falling off the skull style. Right. You know what I mean? Like really grotesque uh-huh. by the end. He's all bloody uh, and everything. Yeah. She finally thinks she got rid of him by like, you know, pinning him against the tree. So she drives away. Her car is completely totaled. She gets home, mm. pulls in the garage. Well, she thinks it's a dream. Oh, because yeah. right, yeah. when she hits him in the 
in the tree multiple times and she passes out and wakes up and he's gone. So she thinks, oh, it's a dream. Even though her car is covered in blood, she still thinks, (laughs) I just hit a tree. She's like, I just hit a tree. That's all that happened. It's like the car is... The seats are covered with blood, everything. And then she gets home, she gets in the driveway and she opens the door and the zombie hitchhiker, excuse me, comes out and uh, he goes, that's the right lady. He's just basically a red skeleton. Yeah. Not to be confused with the comedian Red Skull, <laughs> but uh, that's basically it. That right. one, and then the, the husband comes home to discover her wrapped up, and she has a sign on her that says uh, Dover. Dover, Dover, sign, right, yeah. right. So, because we were kind of speculating, was that her conscience the whole time? Is she just because you see real people like Stephen King and some other people helping the man that got hit, yeah. or at least stopping for the the hit and run? So we were like, oh. Does that mean that she's just hallucinating all this stuff? It's her conscience catching up with her and she's just yeah. freaking out. But then obviously the ending makes it literal, right? Makes I mean, it literal. Yeah. Because then realistically, there's no way he would have caught up with her right. after right. he had. But he's supernatural, died. I guess. He's like a ghost yeah. zombie thing. And that would right? make. That would mean that it's literal then. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> So what's what's the rating we're giving this? Are we recommending this to other people? Uh, D. Or? No. Um. I don't know. I I thought it was okay. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I don't know. Wouldn't rush out necessarily to see. It. I right. mean, it's it's okay. <laughs> I definitely like the first one better. Yeah. Oh, so, the first group show. Yeah. I would give I would give it a, a C, um, but I would recommend the raft. Like yeah. if you just saw the raft and nothing else, I think mm-hmm. that would be good enough because I feel like the raft could have been a movie all by itself. Yeah. It was kind of like how Craig said um, it reminded him of The Ruins. And it kind of reminded me of The Ruins, too. I don't know yeah, if you're familiar with that. the book but... by Scott Smith, and then there's a movie version from a few years back oh. um, that has kind of a similar premise, but on a bigger scale. Um, but uh, not not with the raft. or They're going to, like, they're on vacation, and they go to, like, a temple in Mexico or right. whatever, or South America, um, and there's, like, evil plants that are attacking them, whatever. It's yeah. kind of a similar premise, and, and <laughs> you know. But... Uh, I kind of agree. I mean, like, the first segment, I thought was just kind of, like, throwaway. As much as I like yeah. the older couple, like, the actor and stuff like that, it just seemed like waste, like a wasted opportunity. And mm-hmm. the raft was a lot of fun. And the third one was, like, kind of a fun throwaway joke, almost. Yeah. But that could have been ten minutes. I mean, that could have been That's five minutes, almost, say. you know? That whole thing, it just sort of seemed... Like, they just kept doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Like, Thanks for the ride. I'm like, okay, I, mean, I get it. Let's just, you know. It was a lot like a radio play that we would do. Yeah. Like, we would do that in five Let's to ten. Let's do that one. We would, yeah, we would do that in, like, five minutes. Yeah. And that way it would be not as effective, but it would be the same difference almost. And then yeah. it took them 30 minutes to get through, you know? Um, so, yeah, the raft, I feel like, was the only one that warranted the full segment. And the, yeah. the effects were really cool, I thought, in that segment, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would give it like a C plus. I think I liked it just a little bit more than Kia did, but I think I'd give it a C as well. Yeah, I was joking with the D. <laughs> um, yeah, worth I, checking out if you have Netflix streaming yeah. and you're bored one afternoon. You know, check out yeah, you just, zoom, fast forward through parts. Yeah, yeah. If you're in, I mean, you already know every detail that happened in the movie. <laughs> but you know, do we need to actually... sum up what happened to the bullies? I already gave that away, but oh, you oh, said yeah, that they were eaten. Yeah, by they were eaten by the Venus flytrap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's basically it for Creepshow 2. Yeah. I'm Jeff. I'm Craig. I'm Kia. And we, we just, just reviewed Creepshow Creep Show Part 2. 2. The end. And now it's time for... Horrific News. With our correspondent, Kia. Hey guys, I bet you never said the words genitals and plastic chair in the same sentence. Well... Do tell. (laughs) I just did. Where's this going? I came across a story, me and Craig came across a story the other day um, about a man who decided to take a shower with the plastic chair and how chaos ensued. Well, isn't he... He's doing this, like he's drinking as he does it, right? Isn't that He's drinking. He's like drink. He heard somewhere that drinking beer in the shower is like ecstasy, right? Mm-hmm. So you have like the shower hitting you, and you're drinking beer, and it's like yeah. this really great feeling. Oh, okay. So there's um 
there's a blurb where he actually described his experience. And it says, After hearing from a friend that sitting in the shower was the best thing ever, I decided to take it to the next level. I brought one of those green plastic patio chairs, which is exactly the type of chair I'm sitting in now. Um, me, Kia, sitting in now. <laughs> um, I took one of those chairs in the shower with me, accompanied by a good shower beer, spelled as one word. After relaxing for a good 15 minutes, the plastic chair became flexible enough to warp, allowing my testicles to slip through the slots on the seat. I was initially unaware of this and began to stand up to turn off the shower, and the chair, fastened to my testicles, prevented me from standing. In a moment of panic, pain, and confusion, I tipped the chair over sideways in the shower, which is still secure to my precious scrotum. In order to save myself, I had to orient myself with my back facing the ground with the bottom of the seat pointing towards the shower head. I then sat there for five minutes, long enough until I could warp the slot with my hands to release the family jewels from captivity. And despite that horrific experience, these are my words, um, the guy said he would still give the experience a 7 out of 10 and he would do that again with the same chair and the same beer. Um, so he kept the chair that warped and grabbed I, his balls? I guess. Um, maybe he's going to buy an unlimited supply of warped or, you know, plastic slotted chairs. Yeah. Um, so that's the horrific news. I don't have genitals. Well, <laughs> yes, you do. You do. <laughs> I don't have testicles or a scrotum. So I will turn it over to you. Jeff, he gave it a 7 out of 10. Would you ever try... <laughs> And they're, they're... After that story, I would never do that. Or I would at least... Yeah, that's the exact same thing. <laughs> but I would never... Uh, I, uh, just put a towel down on top of the chair before you sit on it. Boom. You know? I mean... Yeah, that's easily. true. Why risk that? Especially if you know it, like it happened one time. Why do it again? Ah. Or a plastic chair without slots in it. Yeah. Well, and also, are you going to like... Stand up. <laughs> So the sensation is, you know, just sitting in a sitting down, taking a shower is feels good. Could you not just wear speedos or like a, a, a swim trunks? Yeah. Like why you know what I mean? Just to, like after the incident, why wouldn't you? There's so many more options. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This guy's an idiot <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, and we don't know how how was... soused he was by the time his testicles yeah. fell through the slot. Well, you have to think he sobered up before he said, yeah, I'd do it again. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of comments. One person suggests a bath chair, which makes sense. Another person just says, just, you know, he should take a bath. Just, yeah. oh, just take a bath. Yeah. Sit on the ground. Damn. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You take a bath. Just sit on the drink. shower on the floor and just let the water yeah. cascade that's over like, you. That's like a thing people do too, right? Don't people take like luxurious baths and like drink wine while they're yeah. doing it yes. and stuff? I've Women heard of that. See that yeah, yeah, ladies. <laughs> the ladies do that. The guy version, I guess, is getting your balls trapped. It's <laughs> <laughs> like part of the experience for us. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This guy's an idiot. I, I was actually expecting the, uh, the story to go somewhere more horrific. I kept expecting you to say that he stood up and it Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, while we're on the subject, do we have any stories of extreme genital mutilation that we want to bring up for the horrific news? Urban legends? Of your own urban legends? Oh, not our own. Well, if (laughs) if you have one personal one, Jeff, that you'd like to put forth. I can't say that I do. There's like the classic urban legend of the guy getting his wang stuck in the uh, pool. Like, you know, the, the, oh, the wind yeah. jets that are in pools? Like, there's one urban legend of a guy that shoved his wing into it and it got suctioned in. And I've he had that. to have it get cut out or something like that. Yeah, I've heard that for man and woman, too. I've really? heard that a girl did that once, too. Yeah. So. I feel, I'm pretty confident that that's an urban legend. I could be wrong. But. Yeah, something tells me that didn't really happen. And then there was... The jet blows out. The there story. is the true story of a guy that was using a sander to, like... Uh, he was using it on his balls because he liked the way it felt or whatever and it snagged it and ripped out one of his testicles and apparently he was such a man's man that he tried to like staple it shut at first like the scrotum he tried to staple shut before what's wrong Jeff what's wrong with you oh go ahead Uh, (laughs) and then finally he went to the hospital like with that story and they were like this guy's full of crap you know what I mean like when he was saying I was using a sander on my balls and one got ripped off and then I stapled it shut like they were like you know the doctors there were like okay pal and then when they examined him they were like oh okay okay, he did this he did all this stuff yeah so well I have an urban legend go for it oh 
I mean, it's an urban legend. It's a folktale. The, um, it's you know, like the, the movie Teeth is based off of. That's technically a folktale. You've heard of that? Yeah, I've heard that. That can really happen, like to an extent, with women. But yeah, just so story. the movie Teeth, there literally a woman, the the female character, the main character, she has teeth where her, like on her vagina, right? Isn't that correct? Yeah. Um, so you you said there is a real version of that. Jeff? I feel like after I saw that movie, some people were telling me like, "Oh, that's a real condition. Girls, some girls can have something like that in there." Really? But it's not. I don't think it's as. It's not a mean supply trap. This, yeah, it's not like a hang. Right. What I'm reading right now says, "In rare instances, teeth may be found. There are cysts that can form that can develop into teeth." Right. Excellent. That's creepy. Excellent. But the folk. It started as a folk tale that, you know, they were told to warn. Um, Warning of the dangers of, I guess, sleeping with unknown women and to discourage rape. So there's a purpose for it. Yeah. But it's an urban legend or a folktale. Yeah. That involves genitals and that's what you asked for. How, how old is that? Were they telling that back in the olden days? Like, see here, kid. <laughs> in, in Hinduism? <laughs> it just has some folktales and Hinduism. I, I imagine if it involves Hinduism, it's probably pretty old. Pretty old. Pretty yeah. old. Interesting. And now you know. <laughs> and that was horrific news. <laughs> so I think that's about all we have for this week. Um, I'm Jeff. I'm Craig. I'm Kia. The movie we're going to watch for next week for discussion is House, which is on instant Netflix. So if anybody out there wants to watch it with us. And, Please join us. Yeah. Because we're going to spoil the hell out of it. So... If you want to hear that, come back next week, check it out, watch the movie. So that's it, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Stay tuned for whatever the audio play is. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to have an audio play called The Clown. The Clown. Ah, welcome. I see you've returned. I'll just finish this experiment later. A wise man once said, There are two types of people in this world. People who hate clowns, and clowns. (laughs) Well, perhaps I'm a clown, boys and ghouls, because I love clowns. Especially when they're up to no good. (laughs) Mommy, Daddy! Billy, it's 3.58 in the morning. Honey, you're too old to sleep with us. But there's a clown in my room! Did your mom get him one of those creepy clown dolls or something? No, everyone hates clowns. It's not a toy, it's real! Okay, okay, I'll go check it out. Keep coddling that boy. I'm gonna go back to sleep. There, the lights are on. I don't see anyone, Billy. He was standing in the edge of the bed, I promise! I'll check the closet. Nothing. It was real! It was just a bad dream, big guy. Let me tuck you back in. Hey, you're back. Yeah, he's got quite an imagination. An imagination we can ignore on date night. A nice dinner, then a swanky hotel room. Then we'll get to busted. Right. Go to sleep. Don't worry, Tammy. Billy will probably be playing video games all night. Put him to bed at 9, no exceptions. We'll be back around 11 o'clock. Sounds good. Oh, and Tammy, do you mind hanging out in the media room after Billy is asleep? The room is soundproof, so you'll have less of a chance of waking the little guy up if you want to watch TV or something. Oh, Stick to the media room. Sure thing. Well, this should be an easy gig. Tucked in okay? Yes, ma'am. 
Okay, I'll be in the media room downstairs if you need me. Okay. Night, Billy. Gosh, this room is pretty amazing. That TV must be 80 inches. I don't know about the clown statue, though. It seems so out of place in here. All creepy in the corner. Ugh. I feel like that clown is staring right at me. I can't stand it. I'm going to call the Petersons. Hello? Mrs. Peterson? Tammy, is everything okay? Yes, it's just... I'm not digging the media room. I had to go step in the hallway just to make this call. Well, honey, what's the matter? Billy is in bed and everything, but is it okay if I switch rooms? This clown statue is really creeping me out. Clown statue? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get Billy, go next door, and call 911. But, but well, what's going on? Just go next door, and once you call the police, Call me back. Here you go, young lady. Thanks for the coffee. Maybe it'll settle my nerves. I can't believe Billy is back to sleep already. He's been over here a time or two to play with Mr. Whiskers. Hmm? You want me to call the Petersons and let them know the police are on their way? No, I'll do it. The police are on their way. So, really, what's going on? We don't have a clown Oh, God! Well, gosh, the police are here. They done broke down the door. Oh, My word. They're carting out a little midget dressed like a clown. It's little person? I'm sorry, little person. He must have been living in the house. I guess I surprised him when I went into the media room, so he just froze in place. Oh. Well, it ends up that clown was a wanted criminal. He'd been breaking into houses in the neighborhood for weeks, watching kids sleep. Purely for innocent reasons, I'm sure. <laughs>